just yeah. Like, Mom, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's hard. of whether or not we can use foul language. Yeah. It is, uh-huh. pi- you know, pirate radio or whatever. Uh-huh. We're anti the man. So that means right. that Nick isn't hosting. Well, <laughs> well, why don't we introduce ourselves? That sounds like a good start. Well, I'm Jen, and I'm... Hi, Jen! Hi, Hi. Jen! I'm so happy to be here! <laughs> where are you from? I'm from San Francisco. <gasps> originally, or were you a, tra- no, you a transplant? No, I'm, I'm a transplant. I'm originally a Jersey girl. Oh! <gasps> What dun, part dun, of Jersey? Dun. North Jersey, Rutherford, best hometown ever. Dave's from uh, South Orange. Oh, you're kidding! Yeah. Oh my god. So I've been to Jersey a lot. <laughs> you guys can bond later I over can't Jersey. Wait. Exactly. Exactly. So before we go around the circle, um, the circle of life. Uh, is there is a talking the first stick? edition of Chicks on Bikes? Yay! Yay! Chicks on Bikes. The first edition. Yeah, we got to come up with a theme song. Oh my god. <laughs> That's okay, our, so New Jersey's in the house. New Jersey, New Jersey in the hizzah. And <laughs> and this is April. And hi, April. hi, April. And I'm from here, right now, from Los Angeles, <laughs> from this radio station. Right now, and originally, she and was conceived originally. and born in the radio station. That's right. Wow. Right. Wow. Actually, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and we have Tess. Hi, Tess. Hi, Tess. Um, I'm from L.A. too, uh, from Wilmington, San Pedro area. We must. So, uh, yeah. So I'm a native too. That's trippy. Yeah, I don't yeah. meet a lot of L.A. natives. Go native power. Yeah. <laughs> Both native from there L.A. and Larry. <laughs> we need a talking stick. And we can in, in, uh, implement the timeout as well. But Anything only goes. if there's a beer component. Oh, right, right, right. Or a shot component, possibly, of the timeout. It's really hot in here, isn't it? Yeah, that'd be great. Sure. Nick, the cute boy manservant, is going to go <laughs> get our Thank beer. Thank you, Nick. Thank us. you, Nick. Thank Nick, you. the manservant. <laughs> the cute manservant. <laughs> See, this is it's what can happen go. when you are a, go- a woman and you ride a bike. You get manservant. And you <laughs> turn over your radio show. <laughs> Is that the sequence? You guys, he's gone. He's Vagina, gone. Vagina, or biologically, or, you know, post-op. Sure. And you get on a bike. You get on a bike, your world opens up. It was a manservant to start off to with. To start. Nice. To start. It can only get better from here. It's all downhill from here. I can get on board with that. That is the main reason I got on a bike, was for the manservant. It's true. <laughs> they don't tell you that, though. You kind of have to figure that one out on your own. It's the fine print. That's right. I Women bicycle being resourceful, getting a manservant. Fabulous. So, Jen, what, uh, when did you first start riding? Oh, oh my God. This is, yeah. So, I was in elementary school. I think it was like maybe first or second grade. And I got my first bike and I was so excited. And, um, you know, my dad was anti, um, what are those things called? The training wheels. Training wheels. Oh, really? Yeah. He, I don't know why, but, 
this is how he taught me how to ride the bike. We go up to our neighbor's driveway, our neighbor's driveway in Rutherford, New Jersey. Kind of steep, you know, a little bit of an incline. And I'm like, hey, Dad, what's going on? What do, With what no do we training do? wheels. No training wheels. <laughs> we get to the top of the, the, the How the much incline. therapy did that take <laughs> when you got to be the top? <laughs> I hate you, Dad! <laughs> Well, so we lived on the end of a dead-end street, so not that much traffic, but we get to the top of the driveway, and um, and he's like, okay, well, you're going to get on the bike, and you're just going to head down the driveway, and then turn to the right, onto the street. And I'm like, so easy. <laughs> he's like throwing you into traffic. Total Jersey dad. That's Jersey for you right there, dude. But hey, oh I learned God. to ride my bike. Yeah. And uh, much faster than the other Did kids. Did you fall? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. I still have scabs. Was on that? And that was kind of. <laughs> that was kind of before, like the whole sort of. Oh no! Like, social discourse and putting kids in helmets and no. like baths. No. Oh, it was not even. Yeah, not even an <laughs> issue. Not even mentioned. Because yeah. we never. We. I mean, I didn't wear a helmet till I was an adult. Yeah. And I am yeah, one of those too. dorks who wears a helmet. But I always wear. A helmet. Yeah, ditto. Me too. Always. <laughs> <laughs> but so so. Did you, so what happened after that? Did you kind of ride bikes from then on? Was there like periods where you? Yeah, so I rode bikes through elementary school because as you do, that's what, that's what we did. And then um, I guess there was a time in high school where I didn't ride as much, um, but I always had a bike, you know, and then, um, and then I moved to California and um, I just, you know, where I used to live in New York City and, uh, and that was, it's gotten a lot better now, but it was oh scary. my god, yeah! I saw more bicycles get hit by cars, like on my lunch break from oh, work. God. I mean, it was horrifying. So um, that deterred me a That's little like bit. That's like a virgin therapy right there. <laughs> oh know. my god! Totally, totally. Um, but yeah, then I moved to San Francisco, and it's just like the easiest place in the world to ride a bike. And um, oh, I started. Except if you're from the Nether- Netherlands. I said. <laughs> Is that an inside joke? You guys from your San Francisco years? <laughs> April lived in San Francisco for a while. That's how we met. Yes. <laughs> and so, Tess, how about you? Yeah. What's your writing ki- history? Kind of the same thing, but not the um, traumatic early experience <laughs> of the, you know, being thrust into the traffic. But, uh, yeah, kind of same thing. And I always had bikes growing up, but I lived in, I love where I grew up. Like, the harbor area of L.A. is so awesome. Mm. It's really diverse working class like awesome area and uh um always had like like schwinn uh schwinn like multi-speeds you know and had this really cool red one and but invariably your bike would get stolen you know and then and then like through junior high and high school i went through a series of really sick like totally pimped out cruisers and we would like use our babysitting money and stuff and ride up to the store <laughs> called Pat's Hobby Shop. And we'd buy like chrome chain guards and chrome fenders that and like is. sick ass, like totally decked nice. out, kind of low ridery yeah. cruisers. And uh, and then I kind of, hi. Hi. Turning the phone on. Just... Turn, turning actually the fan on. So we have two manservants today, we actually. Everyone just walked what in. He's our first top manservant. Sorry, you gotta maybe be manservant number two, like Ben Stiller's assistant. assistant he has man. assistant one and assistant two. Really? Yes, I think. Well, Sorry, like, Ben. Like assistant crack whore, you know. That's 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 what I live to be, you know. Oh. Like being on the side of humanity, right? The so if we put you on the corner, we could exploit you yeah, and absolutely. earn money that's off your back. Cool. It's almost like traffic. 
You know, they, they exploit you if you park in a car. We like to think that you can transcend that. And they're not listening. They're not hearing anything but now, but dead air. Really? Oh. Is it because you can't? You're oh. off the mic. Okay. Well, no. that was a that was a weird Pardon. exchange. But um, <laughs> so and then I kind of <laughs> I lost track of biking when I moved to Seattle. But I uh, hooked up with um, who's now my husband. I hooked up with him, and he was a messenger in Seattle. Oh, nice. So he got me sort of back on the bike and then I met a bunch of bike folks who I was in bands with and was just like why am I not on a bike but it's so hilly and rainy there and I'm kind of a pansy on the hills I do them but I I bitch the whole time but there it was almost well you've got a double whammy of hills in rain rain. and they were like like year-round cyclists like he would be yeah he would be like head-to-toe rain gear when he was messengering Mm -hmm. and they're hardcore yeah but so when I moved to LA I really wanted to you know, it's flat and, yeah. you know. The weather's beautiful And it's, here. you can bike all, and it's great biking here, you know, besides like all the issues of reasons why biking is so politicized and there's so many people working towards change here. But beyond that, there's a lot of side street stuff you can do, you know. Yeah, I think it's a good city for people who get into cycling. It is a good city for Which flat is, and the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. So, as a, as someone that's that not that from LA, it was very pleasantly surprised with our ride over to the studio this morning it was we really did ride here it was really fabulous it was, it was really pretty lovely and like i didn't feel any i mean granted you know Absolutely. i'm sure that that it's out there but you know cars stopped for us and they waved at us and thank you manservant too at us. It was <laughs> yes my lead thank cute you. manservant two and cute, cute manservant, manservant one. one and two yes my lead well by the way the hey, the the phone number to call in and uh you know, pay homage to us is 213-252-0998 and call in with your comments oh, and, uh, and, questions and then I think Smart there's remarks. an email, but Nick will probably have to manservant the email. <laughs> so, oh yeah, there we'll, it is. We'll it's refer like, to our manservant. For the email. Um, but yeah, so getting back to that, I think that that's one of the things like with, uh, so I told you about doing the West Hollywood Bicycle Task Force thing, that's which amazing. is so fun and I'm, it's such a cool Thing. I'm learning a lot about um, the sort of politicized side of biking, and it's really cool. But Aren't you learning how to? Um, oh my vote god! And <laughs> totally. I, <laughs> I come from like a grassroots, like social justice sort of organizing background. You know, Seattle's totally like like San Francisco, and this is super like formal, and there's all these rules, and you can't like vote at once. You have to like everything has to be passed, like even ending the meeting. They have to, someone has to propose a motion to end the meeting. That can work on a lot of levels. <laughs> Are we ready to end this? I vote no. I vote yes. So I'm always like putting things into the wrong place and yaying and neighing in the wrong place. And it's like, okay, but I'm getting used to it now. Oh my God. I, really, really yays and nays? Dude, full Literally? on. Yep. And, and like. Do you have to say I? Yes. And it took me a while, and I was really confused. And the I gu- raised my hand when I did that. So and that's what, people I don't out know there if you officially the- have to raise your hand. I should ask, because I don't. Maybe that's why nobody ever... Someone's <laughs> keeping a scorecard test. <laughs> but I'm like, I guess at one point when, uh, you know, you're not supposed to say anything anymore, like bring up any new topics, of course, I bring up new topics. But and wait. I know. But it, don't, but, you know... But some of the issues that some of the um, folks that don't ride all the time, they're on, you know, the task force and they're riders, but not like commuter riders like we are. They're just getting over their fears of riding in in this kind of traffic, you know, but 
I always tell them you have to have a healthy, you know, healthy sort of respect slash fear, mm-hmm. you know, to keep yourself safe. But Absolutely. LA does have ways. Don't you think that there's like fourth? We took fourth, which is like such a great it was fabulous. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I think LA is a great city to ride in. Um, I, I didn't. I'm trying to think if I. I guess I rode around the neighborhood. I grew up in Mid Wilshire, Fairfax area. Yeah, we rode bikes in the neighborhood and the streets, but um, I think, yeah, I think I think the, the streets here are moderately safe enough to learn in. Then you can always go to the beach, and there's bike. There are bona fide bike paths. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a nice framework. I mean, and riding in riding in traffic is something that you there's a learning curve and you have to get better at it and of, mm-hmm. of course right. like you start with what you're comfortable with right. and then you know the more you do it just like anything the more comfortable you get and what's what I think is really awesome about riding in traffic as you get like more and more comfortable with it is that the buses are great <laughs> <laughs> especially at like uh, the the junction when that weird and you get I got caught behind a bus there and then tried to outrun it like ah Harrowing. Really, dude? Harrowing. So I like went up on the sidewalk. You know, it's terrible. it's terrible. The buses are rough, yeah. Downtown, especially, the buses are gnarly, like on Main. And then there's potholes all along the side there. It's like <laughs> death trap. But anyway, LA is a lovely place to ride your bike and traffic. It is, right. Yeah, right. exactly. We've like pointed out all of like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but you but do it, cultivate your um, like sense of, like, you, you can your um, observation skills are yeah. so much stronger and like you know nobody no drivers use turn signals anymore which I'll oh, refrain God. from going off on because I can go no, off go the whole off, two dude. hours bring really, back the like, blinker really like come on it should be automatic like you shouldn't decide do I put the blinker on do I not like it should be always oh my do the law except it's it not enforced it's the law April's like the voice of reason. Right? I'm like, we should use our blinker. It's the law. It's like Not only like, should law and order voices. Chung, chung. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. It's, it's the law. The law. Law, 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 it's a, yeah. law. So oh I guess God, if there's one pedal. thing I want to say to any all of you out there listening, <laughs> use your turn signals. Please use your turn signals. Mm-hmm. And even, too, I do get aggravated at other cyclists that don't use hand mm-hmm. signals because... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if you're going to blow a stop and I'm going to blow the stop, at least, like, let's communicate, let's communicate so yeah. we don't Lots of hit contact. each other, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the other thing. I think one point you brought up that is really something for me with cycling is how much riding, like, I like not just for recreation now, like, commuter cycling, mm-hmm. how much it sort of brought me into the present all the time. Does oh, that make sense? Like, absolutely. Because you you're, have to be. You you're have so to be. focused. That in, like, five seconds ahead, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's amazing, right. really. Like, I, I look at a car, and we're both coming up to a green light, and I'm like, that car is going to turn right in front okay. of me. And then, no blinker, he does. I'm yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, six cents. Like, totally. You do, you do, You cultivate that. You have to. I, I agree, and I think that, I do, it's the same thing, but it's like you, and then the sort of eyes in the back of your head, like mm-hmm. the whole, the whole thing of yeah. that, and um, I, I definitely, and I feel like it's translated over into my personal life. Like as a person, I think I feel like calmer just mm-hmm. because I, on cycling you can't panic. Mm-hmm. You have to stay calm. Right. You kind of got to keep your cool. Right. You, you know, have to be hyper alert. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, that's true. And I'm I th- like a ninja. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja. 
our comic book of the chicks on bikes, Biking Ninja. It's I the law. It. I love Can it. We wear pink? Oh, yeah. We must well, be pink ninjas. Because we're in dark at night in a ninja costume, no. you'd get totally killed. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you need to have, unless it's a pink neon sparkly. on the outside. Pink sparkly. Sparkly is always good. I can get, then I can get behind that. Because then it'll reflect off the headlights right. and whatnot. Yeah, I can totally, totally get behind that. Okay, cool. Glad yeah. we got that. That'll be away. our well, new. That's decided. Our awesome. new comic to look book. Look at this studio. I feel it's like great. That's a little ADD. One of my favorite LA bands. There's a couple. Go Betty Go. They're awesome. They're like one of my favorite LA bands. And there's a poster there of them. And then it looks like they did a show. Literally right every single oh, inch yeah. of every yeah. space in this studio is covered with. Yeah, I wish something. the listeners. Assuming we have. Lots yeah, of listeners just, out there. There's probably like one person who's <laughs> totally hung over and like <laughs> shut those bitches. Up. Stop it. We're fascinating. I there's know we like are. more and more people are like calling their friends or like, mm-hmm. hey, check this out. We're gonna cultivate legions and legions and legions of fans. I wanna start a cult. Oh, the yeah? chicks on bike cult. Chicks on bike. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That kind of cult. That's a great kind of cult. You can get behind that. So make sure you uh, call us and let us know what your uh, biking stories are about L.A. at 213-252-0998 and give us stuff to talk about because we got a pretty good amount of (laughs) beers. So by the end of it, we could be doing like... Bizarre hula dances, you know. Absolutely. Somebody just brought us some beer and Jen's on vacation. So I'm on vacation. You know. Yay! Yay! It's so, awesome. So let's tell tell us about paddle panties. Oh, so paddle panties. Oh, it's my uh, little business I have with my business partner Mary. The two of us started it in San Francisco. It's called Paddle Panties. Basically, it's bicycle lingerie. It's a uh, cute little. Boy shortcut panties with a pretty thin chamois, just uh, just enough cushion um, for bike riding. So it's under casual clothes um, so that you don't have to, like, spandex yourself out in order to be comfortable on your bike. You can wear them. I'm wearing them right now, in fact. You uh, wear them under pants, jeans, dresses, skirts, skinny jeans, whatever you want. So take your pants off so we can see. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked, Tess. I'm going to do that right now. She's just been waiting for someone to invite her I'm to sure do that. Oh, the manservants would love that. They actually got really excited. They've got to the work up to that lingerie. They haven't now, quite if they bring that us yet. some tacos. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's right. Don't give it all away. Don't give it all away. So where do you find pedal panties? Oh, so you can buy pedal panties on Amazon. Um, cool. we're, we're on an online retailer called Panty Salad, which is fabulous. <laughs> Panty Salad, it's fabulous. Awesome. The fabulous thing about this um, website, oh my gosh, it's wonderful. All their, They do all sorts of panties. As in get your salad tossed? <laughs> <laughs> Panty Salad. Panty Salad. <laughs> <laughs> it does Bring well, you know, depending on your perspective. Well, you're gonna remember it. it. Yeah, it's, it's hysterical. Funny. I love it. The great it. thing about the the w- website is that all he, he's got varieties. a 360 view, so he puts oh. all the panties he sells, including pedal panties, on a form. I'm and gonna then look he takes it up on pictures. my smartphone. Yeah, and and oh, then we have it's a just, computer. It's like a 360 view of the panty. I mean, it's great because <laughs> how many pervs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a no. perv magnet. Honey, what are you doing? <laughs> he's a really nice, you know, uh, developer. Why is it so dark in here and the computer's oh, on and you're really shopping nice for Canadian. panties? No, it's fabulous. Panty salad. Check it out. No, dude, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. So, 
Um, yeah, Pansy Salad, Amazon. We've, we're in a bunch of shops in San Francisco, um, but, you know, we're slowly but surely taking the... And then you have your own, like, you have, you can buy off your website, right? Um, Two, can you yet? We don't have an e-commerce site just yet, but in the works, in the works. Nice. But you can always email me at jen at pedalpanties.com and place an order. Because we're still that small. (laughs) Nice. Do they come in different colors? good customer service. We hope that when you get really big, we'll still be able to email our orders to you. And get a personal response. <laughs> oh, you. wow. It does give a 360 view. Yeah, it's really cool. Really? Salad.com. Check it out. Let me see. I got to put on my glasses. Oh, those are all <laughs> kinds of panties. I'm t- Whoa. <laughs> the funny oh, thing shit. is. Yeah, see? <laughs> Pantysalad.com. How would you wear that one? <laughs> I love radio. Oh, man. Oh, my. So this thing is, it's like a thong on crack. This one and 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 it and they turn the little mannequin models. That's really the one with the bow in the back, the quick release. Wow! In the back. I mean, you don't really think that you. um, You would have to have a serious Brazilian to wear that. That's not a pedal panty; it's another brand. But you would have to wear a get a serious Brazilian to wear that thing. Totally, totally. Is that what they're called? Brazilian waxes. Is that when it's all done? (laughs) Unless you just, I don't want to even put that in my head. (laughs) Hemingway. Anyway, Ooh. I want to find. I don't want to find pedal panties on the. the uh, Pedalpanties.com. Pedal so what about Anchor Girl? Wait, I wanted to hear about the the uh, the colors of the panties. Oh yeah. Oh, it comes so. in lots of colors. Um, there's a, a nice teal color. See, now. she's starting oh. to bust it out, people. <laughs> We've got, of course, black, hot pink. We've got a lilac color. Um, a really nice kind of dark purple color. Um, we have uh, patterns, but they, they always change. Like we have a little arg- pink argyle pattern pedal panty. What's new is we have a ruffle pink back ar- pedal panty. Oh! I, I mean, Ooh, I can show you guys a sample. They do have Jen's busting out the pedal panty samples. She's coming Ooh, prepared. pink argyle. Yeah, these are the pink argyle. Cute. Oh my God, these are so... Cute! Wow, they're really soft. Yeah, they're really awesome. And these are the ruffle back ones. Cute. Can you define on the air what you're seeing? Yes, we're we can. we're looking at the pedal panties. Mm. We're so looking the, at the sample of uh, Jen just got out four different samples of pedal panties, and uh, right now we have a black, a pink. Wow, these look really um, comfortable. A rosy color and a ruffle back. A ruffle back. Cute ruffle back. Yeah. Those are like vintage style Aren't almost, they cute? like those. Yeah. Like Super burlesque I'm gonna panty. Take a picture of it and tweet it. On these are really soft. We're so medium. So how did you start thinking about these? I mean, obviously, so, being a cyclist. Yeah, Mary and I, my business partner Mary and I, were we we you know would go on rides around San Francisco. Yeah. And um, my business partner Mary, you know, she was in a phase where she pretty much only wore dresses and skirts. And um, you know, we were talking, and she had a very uncomfortable bike seat, and we're like somebody should make like panties that have a bike like a cushion in it yeah and then we're like huh that's a great idea why don't we so we um, went back to her place and we bought the url that day pedalpanties.com because we came up with the idea and then and then we just went for it which um has been fabulous it's been a such a great experience and you know we got a, a designer a sewer we worked with her these are highly engineered panties we yeah did. i can't even tell you how many fittings we did to get it right because yeah. they got to be comfortable, and that's the whole point. Yeah. They sit I under like your... The Argyle's, um, 
Sorry, I'm interrupting. You don't have the talking stick? Right. <laughs> this is April. Take a shot. Talking pants. Take a shot. Are they different fabrications? The patterns usually are different. Um, uh, a different. Um, like fabric. material. Yeah. yeah. So generally, we stick with a nylon lycra blend, a nylon spandex blend. So yeah. They're breathable. They're. Um, quick Plus dry. size too. Yeah. Sure. Oh, cool. Yeah. I. Um, I'm holding the pink argyle pair and uh, having an idea for a future product that I shared with you on a, on a <laughs> These a voicemail entrepreneurs the that we can't stop them. We just can't I stop them. I know. The it's amazing. Um, but this is April, and I'm tweeting. I'm going to tweet some photographs of these beautiful panties right now. I'm tweeting April, the anchor. The, it's April Anchor Girl. April, A-P-R-I-L-A-N-C-H-O-R-G-I-R-L. I'm going to tweet some pictures of these cute panties for everyone to see right now. But that's the other thing about <clears throat> like a sort of, you know, this kind of sort of biking community and this sort of urban cyclist has been an underground kind of community that's definitely now more definitely getting mainstream. You know, you can see it in the success of magazines like Urban Velo and Momentum. Yeah, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that's also a very cool thing about DIY um, movements and sort of grassroots movements like that is you do you have these sort of grassroots DIY entrepreneur like all of us mm -hmm. anchor girl me with BC Chica you know just taking that I, I just love that being part of something like that Definitely. you know well, tell us cycling. more about BC Chica BC Chica well basically it just started off in Seattle just making messenger bags for Dave because he just couldn't really, I mean, it was, he was struggling with like finding a good tool bag that he could sort of rip into. And there's a guy out of Minneapolis that was making them called Dank, and they were really cool too. And, uh, but they were hard to find in Seattle. And so I was sewing at the time. I was seamstressing for a living at the time. And so I, uh, I started banging out these like bike bags. I have one in my painter right now. But, um, and then other people just started asking me for them. And then uh, when I moved to LA and started biking, couldn't find a bike hat that I liked, like a riding oh, cap. Yeah. They were all really short, like the yarmulke style, like <laughs> almost like really short. And it just doesn't, some people really like those, but I, I maybe have a big head or something. But so I started playing around with uh, patterns to make cycling caps. Right. And so there's my cap because I have one of my caps too. But uh, I was admiring your cap earlier. Actually. Thanks. The one with the yeah, four leaf clovers. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. So I just started working out cat patterns and then everything else became like from there. So holding my cell phone, I came up with these little phone holsters. Oh, that's a great idea. And then I started making jewelry from old bike chain, which mm -hmm. was inspired by a cyclist friend in Minneapolis. I was telling you, we go to Minneapolis like yearly yeah. and ride with our two friends, Don and John, who uh, who are big, huge bike folks. And uh, Those guys, <coughs> those people in Minneapolis ride. Oh, I mean, they're amazing. They, they ride all year round. All year round. But it's... It's Minneapolis. <coughs> it's like freezing. I know. Well, they have, don't they have a freaking like frozen outdoor castle there for like six months out six of the months? year? It's like oh, so wow. cold. It's insane. They're hardcore. But they ride everywhere. A satellite show from there one year. That would be, Minneapolis is a great town to cycle in. Yeah. It's really fun, and well, they have a lot was, of bike trails. They they won like the best biking city in the U.S. Like la like two thousand ten, yeah. Yeah, last year. I think that John showed us the actually showed us the magazine article when we were there oh, last year. They're so proud. Yeah, they're totally proud of it. I'd be proud. To and they're so like way DIY there. Like yeah. they have a really um, 
you know, well, a lot of it stemming from the early music scene there, like mm-hmm. all the way from blues to the like alt scene, you yeah. know. But uh, so it just started. Just it's more. It's utilitarian stuff, you know. That's it's great. and then and now and then I got into screen screen printing years ago because mm-hmm. we would screen print our own uh, covers of our own records and stuff. Oh, right. And it kind of naturally led to t-shirts. So I have t-shirts and I screen print on the bags, um, <laughs> designs on the bags. Oh, there went the community limeade. Um, <laughs> stick fell over. That's right. So that's that's really what it is. So on the site, it's an Etsy store, uh, bcchica.etsy.com, and um, you can buy cool original bike jewelry. Mo- all of that is made with new chains because I did work with old chains, but you just can't get them clean enough. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, you know, degrease them with earth earth friendly stuff and fashion, all kind of stuff, keychains, everything. But it's all about utility, using it like yours, right, you know, and like Anchor Girl, like yeah. bags and stuff that. And they're canvas, they're outdoor-grade canvas, mm-hmm. so you can just throw them in the wall. All the caps are outdoor-grade canvas. Yeah. And there's so. something, like, very appealing about, like, that pragmatic edge. Like, you're yeah, using it. and totally. And, and, you know, you looking good, feeling good, and you got a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really great. You know, my motto is you must look cute. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, because totally. I want to look cute. Right, looking good, feeling good. You know, if looking cute to you is, like, decked out head to toe and like you know jersey spandex chinzano dude hey. awesome throw a freaking <laughs> right. bc chica bag in your bag you know it doesn't matter what cute is yeah to you as long as you look cute as long as you look cute that's when you feel you good feel you're good. like well, i'm looking exactly. good i'm rolling down the street high. and you know that was one of the things like uh um my friend, my friend Tanya, she's an avid cyclist. She was here recently, and she was in uh, my last band in Seattle. She was the singer, total cyclist, and her thing was like it was so great because we it was like the gear fetish around bike. Like I totally, I love that was mainly so what drew me to bicycling was like what sick gear there is, like mm-hmm. the jackets and the bags oh, and like there's a lot of bad stuff out there though. Oh dude, so oh hells yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> to- totally. Stuff. I feel like maybe there's a trend um, circling back to more classic cycling clothing. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, um, like leather helmets? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you How the- hot that would be! <laughs> oh my god, Loving your hair little, would stink! Like Snoopy? Like a motherfucker! <laughs> like Snoopy, right? Like the. Like- Oh, when he's the World War II the, flying the ace in uh, yeah. in uh, this the Halloween one, the Wait, Great Pumpkin. He's doing something with her hands. I know. I love. I watch all those religiously. I love those shows. They're great. What? <gasps> oh. Did we lose Did the? No, good. So anyway, what do you mean by like um, the? I feel like I've seen. I'm just starting to pay more attention to this trend, so I can't really speak to it. But I'm seeing some brands um, make more utilitarian. Uh, knickers. Oh yeah, and, yeah, definitely. Uh, user-friendly fabrics, more um, to, to. It's more of a European approach, I think, that yeah. we're seeing now in America. Well, it's kind of like the fixie hipster look kind of thing. We were talking about bike stereotypes earlier, but um, <laughs> bike stereotypes. Of which call in your bike stereotype yeah. at two one three two five two zero nine nine eight. That was awesome. Two one three <laughs> two five two. <laughs> It's like how how sexy can or drunk sound it two three two five two. Oh my god, that's totally funny. No, I totally agree, and I think sort of the the kind of the stylish, fashionable, um, the sort of 
you know, upsurge of biking becoming sort of trendy mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. I think that I, I totally agree. I like that look yeah. though. I like that totally. like knicker, mm -hmm. you know. Well, it's just <clears> a huge <throat> playground with more and more people biking and, and realizing like, I don't want to have to wear a whole different outfit and get to work and change. Like yeah. I want to just be able to get on my bike and f like effortlessly go from one thing to the next. Like it's yeah. nice to have like a pair of knickers that like totally comfortable, easy to ride in, and then you can wear to work or, you know, I think it's great. And there's all these new ideas and different brands doing it in slightly different ways. Like it's choices, which is great. Cause how, for how long in cycling, it's like, oh great, I have this one option or this one option. You know? Yeah. Well, I also think like if we, as people that are sort of designing and the sort of designer end of, of bicycling, you know, entrepreneurship, one of the things is making it easier for people. I think you brought up a good point. I think one of the things besides just the fear of sort of getting on a bike, all the things that stop people, I'm out of shape. Well, you get into shape by doing it. You make goals. It's like I told a friend of mine who's like, oh, my God, she's plus size girl, you know, like me, big girl, you know. And I'm like, dude, just make goals for yourself. That's what I did. And like it could be like four blocks, whatever, but you did it. Mm -hmm. Don't. And so I think part of it is like that convenience, like commuter cycling for people you have to be dedicated like I pack my bag yeah. with my change of clothes when I ride to a clients right. you know and there's days where I'm just like really I have to do this but the utilitarian part of us as designers thinking about making right. that easier for right. people and contributing to getting them on the bike yeah. and using the bike as as commuter transportation mm -hmm. and then I also think that at this level that we're doing it this sort of DIY entrepreneurship we're building communities. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like I've donated stuff to, to like the bike talk benefit and, you know, stuff, you know, stuff like it's awesome that I, I like that. I think it's a whole part of Definitely. getting people on their bikes and building a community mm -hmm. to keep people and get more people that, you know, haven't really thought about it before, That's true. you know, yeah. and anybody, anybody can get comfortable on a bike. Anybody. You know? It's really, I mean, there's a learning curve. Like I said, there's baby steps and you just start, you know, good point. Making like a goal, setting a goal. Yeah. I'm just going to, cause it does take, it does take some time to figure out, okay, I need to bring all this stuff to work with me. And I usually carry this bag when right. I get on Muni or the bus, but it's not going to work on the bike. So you do have to think things through, but once you get it, you got it. And yeah. then like this whole world opens and it's so much easier and cheaper and better for the environment and better for your body and it's just it is a community and like it's a win-win-win situation I mean the other day it was um commuting to work in San Francisco on my bike and I counted cyclists at at this big intersection stoplight and there were 12 cyclists 12. and is that good for San Francisco yeah I mean yeah. That's, I, in I, general I, I yeah that was quite a bit yeah exactly it, you know and it was like morning commute time but I'm like that's pretty cool like so many people are riding their bikes mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. It makes me happy. And I think that's part of the benefit of a lot of, like, these guys who do this show, you know, they're super involved in the politicized bike community here. And I think that organizations like the Bike Kitchen, all the co-ops, oh, yeah. the um, LACBC, mm -hmm. you know, and now West Hollywood being on the task force is starting to want to get into the conversation. Even great. Beverly Hills is starting to really? people. Don't fall over and die but even <laughs> Beverly Hills is starting to inch their way into the conversation there's a little grassroots 
bicycle organization right. there. That's and the city they're starting to get an ear. Mm-hmm. You know, someone you is the city to be on board yeah. because there's changes that need to be made to traffic patterns. And oh yeah, and they have to. It, I mean, someone who knows what they're doing needs to think it through because traffic, I imagine, here anywhere is yeah. kind of a cluster. Clusterfuck. Can I? Okay. Yay! We've just been per- given permission by acute band servant number two to, s- to use foul language, which is good for Thank me you, because servant number two. Because I, you know, it's part of my. I know. It's 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 words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just words. But I think, and that's the one thing about the East, the whole East Hollywood sort of has been an awesome model for and Santa Monica. And I think aren't they getting like the first? I think Bike Corral. But anyway, just the Long I, Beach just got uh, did they, bike lanes. Did the, oh, Long Beach is doing really good. Yeah, They're Long actually doing, doing really, really, really mm-hmm. good. But now I think the idea is sort of linking because with Los Angeles. Um, we work in neighborhoods because it's so spread apart oh, yeah. and you have so many different city councils and politicized bodies and you know oh my God. and now it's more about starting like sharing the conversation and how can we share the conversation so it's really interesting because like for example you take the the Santa Monica bike route through West Hollywood and it stops at Beverly right. Hills and you're like so what do I do now and it's a <laughs> fucking rodeo from like Doheny to like you know and then it picks up again in Century City and then stops again at like Barrington oh, wow. so it's like this idea yeah. of like let's let's routes. connect yeah. this but you have to work through the different the you know the different city councils the different you know little bike organizations that are working with those particular areas and I think that all of this stuff even this sort of our bike our side of it of this entrepreneurship mm-hmm. we can enter the discussion by supporting and you know Absolutely. donating and ad- putting them on our sites mm-hmm. and, and things like that and, yeah I was just gonna say I think that I mean not to like toot my own home essentially that's why we're here so uh, I think that um lot of resources out there for people who want to start writing. People who are listening to this show probably probably are already yeah. writing. Um, but I would just encourage, you know, encourage those people in your lives who aren't writing, mm-hmm. you know, to consider yeah. it. Because there are a lot of resources. There are a lot of resources mm-hmm. out there for people who want to start writing. And, and I know for me, having a bike messenger in house, someone who was an experienced rider, right, who had de- some, who has wrenching skills, you huge. know, it was I'm was way ahead of the curve, you yeah. know, just being able to ride with someone who really taught me how to ride in this city. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I had to learn some hard lessons, yeah. you know, and that was really great. And so I think that as individuals, mm-hmm. you know, doing that, that's what the sort of the community rides are f- for too. Oh, and like yeah. Midnight Riders doing a lot for mm-hmm. for that. Um, well, maybe we can talk about the sandwich. Oh, socks and sandwiches. Socks and sandwiches. Oh, yeah. So socks and sandwiches is just something Dave and I have been doing, and friends will do it with us when they can. And it was inspired by the um, uh, the burrito project. Which do you know about that, Jen? At all? I don't. You guys, when was the burrito project started? How old is it? Uh, six years old. Okay. Okay. It's six years old. It's basically began as a small group of cyclists got together and they make burritos and handed them out in like Skid Row to homeless folks. Oh, nice. And it's grown. And I was introduced to it by my friend Amanda Sutton, who worked at Orange Twenty at the time. Mm-hmm. And she asked me if I would help out with an Alley Cat fundraiser thing. And I learned about you know being part of that. Just whatever you know handing out t-shirts i was like wow this is an awesome organization so it inspired dave and i just we just 
get sock, new socks, and usually from our family and friends. And then every three months, we take the bikes out and we make little packages of sandwiches and socks with juice boxes, and we hand them out around where sort of the homeless folks congregate in uh, and disenfranchised folks congregate in um, Hollywood. So that area, because there's not a lot going on up there. There's no missions. There's, you know, so Hollywood. And it's super fun. And it's last time we gave out, um, we had four four cyclists and we gave out 42 packages. Oh, my God. So we carried 10, about 10 each. Yeah, so like a sandwich, a juice box, a new pair of socks, or a new T-shirt. And we just call socks. And it's a year old. And every year, my family and friends at Christmas, I get mailed socks. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll just put out a little call, and they'll. So anyone who ever wants to join, find me through the Glosh Guide, uh, which is on WordPress. Glosh Guide at WordPress.com, and email me through that if you want to be part of this next socks and sandwiches ride. And how often do you do it? Everybody, we try to do it like every three months, you know. Um, and we fund it ourselves. So besides the socks, we've gotten generous, uh, like I said. But the sandwiches and the food are funded by ourselves. So we have a little bank at home that we toss stuff in all the time That's and fantastic. just kind of collect stuff. So I'm gonna come back to that. Yeah, it's that so, so fun. it's actually fun. It's heavy, you know, because yeah. you're you're seeing how people live, and yeah. you know, like, it's good for us. Eye. That's right, and it's good for us to recognize our privilege, mm-hmm. and then how do we? How do we share that mm-hmm. and how do we make it equal for everybody, yeah. you know? And it's interesting. We hardly get any refusals. Every once in a while, you'll get a refusal. You know, people don't want to take them. Uh-huh. And that's fine. Some people think they're poisoned, oh, which right. is something I've learned, which is just being like, no, dude, it's just a, it's just a cheese sandwich, yeah. bo- juice box, and a pair of socks, <laughs> you know? But it's understandable because there's sure. fucking psychopathic assholes out there mm-hmm. that have issues with homeless people that are terrible, you know? Yeah. People... We're not Don't want, and we're not, and that's what's cool. Yeah. Is is that it's really really cool and really fun, oh, and it's really inspiring. It's just a way too. to express thanks. That's yeah, all. That's, that's really what it is. And the burrito project, getting back to them, has inspired like there's one in uh, West LA now, and I think they do it walking. Oh really? Yeah, oh, wow. and so they've inspired all these other, and they're. I don't know who did the first one. These guys might be able to tell us. But now I've gone on and searched. They're like internet. There's burrito projects in like, really? you know, Ber- Berlin. Instead, it's really, it it's so cool. It's such a cool idea. And mm-hmm. check out their MySpace page because it has video. And oh, really? it's okay. so awesome. Such a great, project. great, Aww. awesome thing yeah, they're actually, doing. Do you know, yeah, I, please tell a little bit this more. Is, this is manservant number one or number two. <laughs> number two. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken leather, and uh, last week at the bike bike talk, uh, yeah, which was the regional bike week. talk thing, um, the burrito project. We always think of them as feeding, uh, you know, homeless people and stuff. Uh, I don't know where that puts bike riders, but I had an excellent meal that they provided. Oh, it was kind of awesome. weird because they brought the meal, and but it was transported by uh, the food not bombs people. So I got to see Woody and his uh, wow, and his. It's not just towing; it's more along the lines of like a car towing something. He brought so much stuff on a ladder that he converted to like a tow thing. Wow. He's, he's insane. And so they had tons and tons of food. In fact, they said afterwards, he says, well, just take some home if you want to. And it was like, so along with burritos, there was like fruit and everything. It's like all these foods that, you know, your mom told you were good for you. And you sort of said, uh, I don't know. I want some sugar. And right. it was nutritious. I think that's the big deal. Yeah, You always definitely. think of this food as being like something to hold you over. No. It was like you ate this and you were full and you wanted to ride your bike. Oh, and so I think that's the cool thing about doing it as like a burrito. You think about it, it's protein. You know what I mean? It's it's and oh, it's yeah. 
and people like someone when we do the socks and sandwiches every once in a while uh someone will say hey you are you guys part of the burrito project we're like no but they totally and like they're our inspiration but they're so grateful like oh exactly and they're and they're like the burrito project they're always downtown and i've had that you know they're such great people and they're doing god's work or whatever but that's what folks on the street a lot of them have said when we've said that like that you're doing such great work and it's cool and but it's more about i don't know selfishly for me it's just about feeling like i'm contributing something and not just consuming you know what i mean and even though i'm a i i'm a you know i live pretty low rent and stuff but just the idea that I'm not just consuming or not just taking space. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah. Like that balance for, you know, and we are, I mean, we're here, we're very privileged and it's really oh, yeah. to recognize, appreciate, and then give back, you know, as, as we can, how we can. Yeah. Now being an entrepreneur within the bike culture, uh, it, it kind of feeds on itself. If the bike culture dies then you're not an entrepreneur anymore. So are, <laughs> are, true. You, are you balancing between the two? I mean, I notice that all the time we see these things at, at benefits and stuff that you donate things to, but uh, um, have you looked at other kind of models for selling your, your market, maybe in a retail store or something along those lines, bike shops or something of that sort? Well, I know that Jen has done pro- is probably more established in that area than I am, and I know April's definitely looking into that. Part of the obstacle is the expense of putting yourself in a store is you have to have uh, codes, you know, scannable codes and scannable codes for each size and color unless you want to do it on consignment, you know. And it, just ta- it takes a lot, a lot of work. I, I, we did a prospecting mission for Anchor Girl this week where we did drive around and, and look for shops and mm-hmm. boutiques. And, um, and, yeah, you just got to go in and ask and say, hey, this is what I have to offer yeah. and, and present to the world. And hopefully they, they get behind your mission. But... Yeah. Um, one thing that we've come up with with pedal panties is that it, we're finding that it it almost needs, I mean, not not to me obviously, but it almost needs a little bit of a explanation. And when right. we approach stores, like it, it's not the bike shop. The standard bike shop is not necessarily the best outlet retail outlet for pedal panties because people go to the bike shop and in their mind they're like buying tubes or they're buying bikes or they're buying spandex That's right. or they're riders or riding like long road rides or mountain bikes or whatever and so it almost needs to be like a like a casual riding boutique and those are popping up more and more as bike culture gets I, I like that momentum. word casual riding yeah you know. I mean because it's like I think a lot of a lot of women a lot of people like think I'm not a rider I, I couldn't ride my bike because I'm not this like spandex clad person or this like mad downhill m- mountain biker but you know there is a huge huge space for the casual rider and you know that's kind of it's it's a little bit harder to find the retail outlet. It's I mean we we we're selling in a in a lingerie store, right? You know that sells yoga stuff as well as like. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, a perfect place, you know, you and know? that's a you know because people walk in there and they have an idea of you know it's like a, you know, you're not going to sell um, panties at like the record store, you know, right? So you kind of have to figure out the best outlet, and there are I know in San Francisco there's lots of little boutique stores that are like. You know, they sell, like, your product would be perfect for, you know, like, the cell phone case is yeah. wonderful. I mean, it's like, I didn't know I needed it until I saw it. And now I'm like, I need that, you know? Well, it's just perfect for biking yeah. because it's easy to get into and you can just hang it, clip it to anything. Right. It's you know, really, and, that's, and then it's handy. Like, yeah, that's right. one, I can take a picture of it and tweet I it. I have, like, a one that I've been using that's really dirty for a long time. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many times, you know, I'm riding down the street and my phone's ringing and I'm just grooving to the ring and I'm like, okay, I'll get yeah. that later. That's yeah. why I've made it because I got tired of digging my cell phone out. But I, I think that exactly. I think that what you're talking about, I love the term, the sort of casual um, cycling thing. It is. It's hard to sort of find a target for <laughs> for our, uh, for us. Love but it. mostly for me, I know for you too, it's probably a little bit more of a entrepreneurship. For me, it's definitely something. It's an. It's just part of my art life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's a craft. You know, I do painting, photography, writing, everything. So it's part of that. So it's a little less important for me to be in that space and just more. I like it being on Etsy because I can manage it. Yeah. Plus, I can give stuff away. And then on the sales, I do donate to like Women for Women yeah. every year when I do. Uh, you know, kind of look at my do my bookkeeping and taxes, <laughs> you know, whatever I make, I do like 10 or 20% to women for women, which is an awesome, it's not nothing affiliated with bicycles, but it's this really amazing organization. And so stuff like that, that we do. And then anchor girl, she's working with a company that does all uh, sustainable business practices, including their manufacturer. I mean, you could speak more to that. Yeah. So anchor girl has some, um, we have some, lovely messenger bags that are co-branded with a company in San Francisco made out of reclaimed denim and hemp and screen printed with water-based ink. This company is a zero waste, they use zero waste model and um, they're called Rickshaw Bag Works. They are in the dog patch area of San Francisco. Um, they've been wonderful, wonderful to work with, and um, I, I just, I love the product that we're coming up with. You can find them on my website, which is darlinganchorgirl.com. Also, Facebook. You can be a, a fan on Facebook, and um, we don't have them in any stores in LA right now, but I do have, um, I have them for sale, and I do have an Etsy store too. So, gotta love Etsy. I do. I love Etsy. Right? You know, it's, it's I just such sometimes a cool like to go on there and just like, just like wear, like fly by the seat of my pants because there's so many cool things. Like fly by the seat of your panties. <laughs> fly, <laughs> fly by the seat of my pedal panties. I often do. I often do. It's one of my favorite ways to do it. <laughs> but I agree. And they do support their um, crafters. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always, you're part of the whole community. So you get um, constant. Uh, tools and online lectures, mm-hmm. online seminars about improving. Which is nice and yeah. necessary because not all of us are just like e-commerce minded. Right. And like there's things like, oh yeah, that's that's so helpful. That makes it so much easier that when they can kind of guide you through it. And, it's fantastic. And they do. And it's really a kind of a cool way to, you know, you can brand yourself pretty easily on it. Yeah. You know, I know that term is very, you know, yeah. but... <laughs> I personally like my logo, so you know I kind of put it everywhere. Oh, I have a, I have my new BC Chica stickers with me that I want to give you guys the iHeart Bike Geeks one, but I got the hearts in red now. So uh, yeah, I'll definitely hand those out. And oh, speaking of which, let's see, we have a trivia question. Oh yeah, and if you call in at two one three two five, we're gonna see if anyone zero nine nine eight. I think that Jen should always say the phone number. It's like, okay, you I, might have I, you might have a little I, wait because the phone now. is ringing off the. I second hook. that. I, I. Okay, so with the hand raise. I'm gonna see if you guys know this too. I didn't. 
I love trivia. I love it. Bring it on, Tess. Okay, so if you call in, the first person to call in, now don't, you know, not everyone run to the phone at once. Um, (laughs) I will give you a code uh, to get free shipping on anything from BC Chica. So if you you answer this question, and we'll give you time to get on the internet and call in. Or your (laughs) smartphone. At what number, Jen? (laughs) Take Take home test at 213-252. Zero nine nine eight. Okay, so the first trivia question is, okay, there was a bicycle called blank a penny farthing. Oh, oh I just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> penny farthing. I, I, yeah, that was the answer. Okay, that was just a setup. So I, I blew three, one of the three trivia questions. That was a freebie. That was a freebie. <laughs> Finish the question okay, well, and you, know you win a sticker. But maybe I could put the years. Should I get them to answer the years that it was developed? If you call in and have any information <laughs> about the penny farthing, penny farthing, you might get a code. You get a bike code, a code that you can use on my Etsy store and get free shipping. And my stuff is super reasonably priced. So And it's awesome. So tell us something about the penny farthing bicycle. When it was developed, who might have developed it. Anything you know about anything it. Anything you know about the penny farthing bicycle at 213-252-0998 and the red phone is gonna ring we're waiting it's a yeah. red phone it's a red it's it an old it's like phone. it should almost be a rotary dial that would be like more fabulous i wish it had one of those blinking lights like from emergency and it does have a dial tone so it does really yeah it, it does work <laughs> oh the phone doesn't work that's why the millions why of people no listening to us right now ah. aren't calling in we can do well. We don't want to. Yeah, I'm. St- I'm. I, my mind is always going towards like the most absurd thing I could say, <laughs> so I'd have to catch myself because sometimes it's lewd. But uh, sometimes. What else, girls? Woohoo! Um. Wow, we had so much to say earlier on our bike ride over here. We had to cu- kept cutting our conversation so that we wouldn't talk about it. You know, save it for the air. Save it for the air. Well, one thing I thought was really interesting that you were talking about is, um, while we were riding over here, was the sort of... Uh Uh-oh. Is that an earthquake? It's a genquake. Beers falling, the fan fell over. I'm just going to leave it. Was the idea, like, you were telling us about ways that you you saw that new sort of things where parents were getting their kids on bikes. Oh, that's right. This is the most amazing thing. And maybe it's been around for a, a while, but... I learned of it about about a year ago, and it's this really cool bike. It's meant for kids to learn how to bike, and it's they essentially it's like a wooden bicycle, really tiny for kids, obviously. And Toddlers. Yeah, and it doesn't have it doesn't have pedals, so it's meant initially for the kid to sit on it and hold the steering wheel and then run essentially or walk, you know, and get the, getting the sense of the balance of the bike. So it's kind of like you know, making the need for those, uh, pedals, the, the uh, training, training wheels. wheels. <laughs> I can't remember them because I never got the chance to use Have them. Have another beer, Jen. <laughs> beer? <Yeah. laughs> Thank you, men's servant too. I'll take one. Um, but, but yeah, so, um, I just think it's a genius idea because these kids are so young when they're getting on it. So they're just learning the whole balance and, 
and turning and which is really cool so several years ago i took the motorcycle safety course oh wow oh, that's a great one it's a CC, really CCC. yeah it's yeah, awesome that's a good one but actually everybody everybody sorry april everybody <laughs> always talks about taking the motorcycle course like oh you have to have a course to do this no it's great no, even it's great. as a driver i learned things that help me and and hopefully now that i'm a bike rider that have that have learned in this course that have helped me uh, just get around safely around Los Angeles. And, and everybody always says, well, one of the, the great things is if you take the course and you pass it, you don't have to take the driving no, course it's if amazing. you get your license. What? So no. There's a lot of people that pay lots of money. They have to get all this insurance and all this other stuff. No, this is like you pay for the course. And wh what's the course go for now? Like $100, $200 or something? Yeah, it's, really, it's like it's under really $200. Bucks. It's great. And, and it's really they, great. They provide you with all these different bikes. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about motorcycles to ride. And you're saying, well, th isn't this the bicycle show? Yeah, it is. But sometimes you have to understand what they go through. That's right. That's oh, a good way to put and, it. And we're Yeah, we're on the road together. And a lot of times... Riding your car, I think they, they equate it with, like, maybe you use, like, 20% of your faculties out oh there. Oh, my God. Oh, it's yeah. Let's talk about that after, yeah. for sure. Motorcycle, you use, like, maybe 30 or 40, and on a bicycle, you're, you're losing using about 40 to 50% more. Yeah, you have to be aware. Yeah. Uh, constantly. So you were take. How did it? How did the motorcycle class oh. relate? Okay. So, the, the, so in the motorcycle class, um, you know, the guy's, like, giving a little spiel at the beginning, and he's kind of, like... He was explaining how you turn, you know, and he was, it's like so counter, counterintuitive. Like you push the steering wheel of, of the opposite way you want to turn and that turns the bike. And he's like going through this description and he stops himself and he's like, you know what? I'm sure all of you. Okay. Hold on to that thought. Is that our trivia question answer? Hello. Bike talk. Hello. Bike talk. Hello. Hi. Are you calling for bike talk? Are you calling Glenn for Bailey. chicks on bikes? And what's your name? Is there a Bailey. pen? Glenn Bailey? Right. Oh, Hi, so this is... Oh, good. Is he going to talk to us about the bike stuff? coalition, I understand. This is Jen. Um, visiting from San Francisco with pedal panties. Thanks for calling. What do you have to say? Can we hear him? Uh, well, yeah. actually, oh, we're thank you. Gonna, uh, thank you. about the hit and run, if you haven't already talked about that, um, in the local park area. Oh, we haven't talked about that yet. Can we, can we hear him? We're trying to get you so we can hear you so in the studio. You, yeah. So hold on to your thoughts, Donna. Please oh, go ahead. I can call back. Or oh, no, no. I think we're good. Can you so, Jen, if we maybe you can kind of tell us what he's saying. Wait, I think we can hear him now. Try it again. Okay. Sit, start, start talking. Maybe we got it. Let the good times roll. Oh, I love our first edition of Chicks Thank on Bikes. It's, going it's great. really fun. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Let's do this again for sure. Glenn's still there. Yeah, he's here. Glenn, are you there? Thank you, everyone, for bearing with us while we work through this he's technology here. He's issue. The manservants are expertly figuring out. No, you know, they're not. really good at the technology, <laughs> always. Well, we can look yeah, at them and admire. Look at them totally Glenn like either? objectifying yeah, the manservants. Uh, I hear them in the background. Try, try doing <laughs> it just a little. Here. Could it have something to do with the fan falling? No. Okay. See, see if you hear them. Hey, okay, start talking maybe. Test one. Okay. That's <laughs> Glenn Bailey. Yay! Yay! Can we hang up the phone? No, because we'll hang up on him. Okay. All right, go ahead. All right, go ahead, Glenn. You're on. 
Okay, good morning. Good morning. Um, I just was calling in about the um, hit and run last week on DeSoto Avenue, which killed a 17-year-old uh, high school student, Chatswood High School student, who was riding with a friend on DeSoto Avenue. And um, the, I've spoken with the father, and obviously this is a, a tragedy for the family and, and all of his friends and, and really all of us, but um, the father is hoping that something good can come out of this, and so there were two things I wanted to share. Okay. Um, first of all, for those who are listening now and uh, before the end of the day today, um, they're having a uh, ride in his memory at six, starting at six o'clock Saturday today, uh, from the Orange Line Busway Station from the bike path okay. at Reseda Boulevard, and uh-huh. they'll ride to the um, crash site on Desoto Avenue. Oh my so God. Starting anyone, at six. Anyone who wants to show their support by showing up at. Uh, Orange Line Station at Reseda Boulevard. Um, it's probably about maybe a six mile, five or six mile ride to the crash site on DeSoto. Um, but but um, the other things, of, the father wants something positive to come out of the family, wants something positive to come out of this. Um, and so I've been researching and the 1996 Plan, the city bicycle plan that was adopted in 1996 called for bicycle lanes to be installed on DeSoto Avenue. And so in the past 15 years, that was never done. Oh my God. Wow. Um, what, what was done was the signs were put up saying this is a bike route, but they, were, they only went up to Sherman Way, and then it says end of bicycle route. And, you know, a, a bike route sign is only that, just a sign, doesn't right. do any physical improvements on right. the street. And this accident was north of Sherman Way, so you know, even even the sign stopped south of where this happened. Oh and I, I and I retract; it wasn't an accident. It was a hit and run. Right. The, it was a, um, <laughs> the motorist was not um, did not stop. He wow. was. There were witnesses. Um, they tried to chase them down. Oh my God. Um, and they still have not yet made an arrest in this. Um, and the the motorist was passing another vehicle on the right. There's three lanes in each direction at this point. The far right lane is basically a parking lane except for in peak hour. And so the motorist passed a vehicle in the number two lane on the right in a high rate of speed and hit hit the cyclist. So um, anyway, so the the family would like something positive to come of this. And uh, in my research, the city uh, in their adopted plan, um, should have in 15 years gotten bicycle lanes put on the, the whole stretch years, of DeSoto. Yeah. Instead, what they did during that 15 years is installed peak hour lanes, oh which is signage saying okay. you can't park in the rush hour morning or afternoon right. to make it, you know, more cars at a faster sure. rate of speed. And that's the same department that's responsible for putting in bike lanes. So oh it's God. like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. You have an adopted city bicycle plan and uh, basically being ignored by the department that's supposed to install it. So, oh, my God. Um, I think in, so in the, in, you know, in, to avoid the chances of future tragedies like this from happening again, um, I hope there's a call for action, you know, prompted by this, you know, tragedy. Absolutely. Um, that maybe we can finally get bike lanes installed on, on DeSoto. Right. And, and, it, so, 
one of that the was my message. Yeah, and I'm just beginning to sort of enter the conversation. Who is this? Glenn from LACBC. Oh, it's Tess. Hi, Glenn. Bicycle Advisory Committee. Um, yeah. Oh, the Bicycle Advisory Committee. Okay. Uh, one of the things, like, I just started working with the West Hollywood Bicycle Task Force, and um, I come from, like, a total grassroots sort of social justice background um, with the, you know, community activism I've done. So it's really interesting being in a very political, uh, formal situation. Lots of passionate people involved in this bike task force and the city, you know, is starting to get into the conversation in West Hollywood, which is awesome. But I'm also looking at like how much like really understanding and getting an understanding of how much red tape and how much of a process it is to take a mobility plan, a bicycle, pedestrian, whatever mobility plan, and actually have these things come to fruition. All of these, you know, recommendations and proposals and you know, best practice, all the stuff like actually happen. And I, I'm trying to feel like I'm, uh, you know, not, not discouraged by it because, like you're saying, this has been around since when? 1996, that they that, were. Yeah. That was the previous plan. They just adopted the last new one, month, right? Yeah. The new plan, but recently. You know, yeah, but and the new plan has the, has Desoto in it as well. But my point is, 15 years ago, they've had 15 right. years. Right. To do this. And that's the kind of the point I'm trying to make is like, I'm feeling, will, can these things, how do we, I know through electing politicians like Stephen Box, things like that, that will help uh, advocate for this in those arenas, but I'm beginning to feel like I can recommend stuff and work on this community, recommend stuff till the cows come home, but am I, I don't, I'm just not feeling like it's how long it takes for things to be implemented because of all of the really the crap and the stuff within sort of city politics, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, there's got to be a momentum built. And um, Glenn, maybe you can mention again the details of the ride tonight, um, because it would be, I mean, it would be wonderful if more people heard about this hit and run. It's such a tragedy, and I'm so sorry for the family. Um, and it would be great to get more people aware of it, to really think, like, whether you're a rider or not, to hear about this. What a tragedy. And, you know, that's how it starts. People are aware of it, and then they're like, you know what, this does happen, and I can, you know, talk about it. Even talking about it with your neighbors or friends, family, whatever, right. it's a step in the right direction at, at, any, at any point. And part of it... Oh, yeah, I was just... This is April. I was just going to um, ask you, Glenn, is there some where people can go on the internet to find out about your the event? Is there a Facebook page or some... I think I saw it on Midnight Riders. Okay. I think I saw it yesterday on there, posted... And and um, it, it was I saw it in actually a local newspaper, The Sun, that came out yesterday. Okay. So if they have an online version, you know, um, it may be included there. But if if Midnight Writers were notified about it, then I'm sure they. I, I think it. it's up there because I think I might have seen there is a memorial ride in the next couple days that that's up there, and I think that could be it. But uh, um, one of the this is Tass. One of the points I was sort of interested in is. I just don't think the media is paying, it pays attention to cyclists the way they should yet. And I think that's part of the um, general driving population being, having some, having it in their thought process on a, on a daily basis. Like I remember the critical mass, the first police escorted critical mass back in June or whatever, that had some, um, you know, some media attention. And uh, of course when Villaraigosa got doored and stuff, but it just doesn't seem like it's a constant discourse in the media, and I think that that could be, you know, 
a way to, uh, maybe if we can reach the everyday texting distracted driver, just constantly seeing these things happening. And these are lives that are being lost, you know, on the streets. And that's one uh, of my in this, frustrations. In this case, you know, I mean, it, there was widespread media coverage at the time of the, of the incident uh, that night, but then media moves on to other stories. Right. So it's up to us, the cyclists, I think, to keep it alive. And of course, this isn't the only in- incident that that happened has happened Absolutely. it just in this case the family and frankly the friends um have gotten them there's they're keeping keeping the memory alive and they're they're being active and so that's i think that's half the battle there um right Absolutely. you know to just keep pushing get organized and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so so not to let the the story fade it it's you know it's unfortunately one of any number that happen, you know, on a on an ongoing basis throughout the year, every year in this city. Yeah. But um, you know, and there have been others that have been sort of galvanizing. Certainly, the Mandeville Canyon uh, road rage incident was yeah. another one. That, that one got on the news. <laughs> yeah, and of course, the mayor involved the mayor. That, yeah. <laughs> And he got, that got a lot of ongoing coverage. So, and then um, we had the instant, you know, three feet thing posters up, which was awesome. You know, he he got doored, and then finally, you know, like the mayor. Yeah, yeah, Viragosa. <laughs> so then he, you know, lended his ear, sort of, kind of went there finally. So yeah, I was up in San Francisco the month, month later after that uh, after that happened to the mayor, and that was the question that folks asked. Me when I just oh, your mayor got hit. Yeah, what happened? You know, I mean, so it was obviously something that was known, you know. Yeah, and he, and he sort of stepped up. He, he started seeing the, um, the three-foot posters around, like, give me three feet oh, okay. in different parts of the city. And he, he, he jumped into the conversation. You know, more people that do the work every day, like, this would know way more about it. This is just from what I saw as a, more of an observer, mm-hmm. observer, but he sort of jumped into the conversation. and um, Right, so it shouldn't take... You know, incidents yeah. <laughs> and deaths for this right, to happen, right, exactly. but sometimes, you know, these tragedies are what spurs and sustains. So, you know, to the extent that we can move move to make progress, you know, I think we should. So Absolutely. I just wanted to share that. Um, well, so I'm, glad, I'm glad that Midnight Riders has publicized it, and um, I'm going gonna, gonna to show up today at 6 at the... Uh, Reseda Orange, Reseda Boulevard Orange Line Station, and join in with the ride. Reseda Boulevard Orange Line Station. Available to come at we'll, six p.m. We'll uh, do, you know, join with the others. Well, cool. So, and and, and even, again, after after today, I think that we need to work proactively, not just on DeSoto, but on many other streets. But I think, uh, you know, I think there needs to be some accountability. The people who are paid. You know, high salary, relatively high salaries, making decisions that affect our lives, right. and not doing the right thing, not doing the thing that you know mm-hmm. that the, that have been actually approved, and you know, putting in peak hour lanes to the exclusion of bike lanes because you right. you got to do one or the other, and they've chosen to put in the peak hour lanes in the case of Desoto. Glenn, well, can you please tell us the uh, name of the of the teen who passed, who died, who was killed? Uh, I'm sorry. The name of the the person. Yes. Do you know the name of the person? Yeah. Yeah. His name is um, Herman. It's G E R M A N Alexander Romero. R O M E R O. And he was a, a student at Chatsworth High School and was uh, actually a, 
a very uh, recognized soccer yeah. player. And um, and then give us more info on the ride uh, meeting. It's 6 p.m.? 6 p.m. is what I saw uh, in the newspaper tonight, uh, April 30th. Reseda. Um, Orange Line Station, which is, uh, you know, it's a, it's across the Reseda Boulevard, and it's just uh, just right where Oxnard Street Rosita and Oxnard. Okay, cool. Great. We'll just keep mentioning it. Yeah. We'll broadcast okay. that on right, various social media. Thanks for calling yeah, in. Yeah, thanks so much for calling in, Glenn. Okay, thank you for hosting the show. Oh, absolutely. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, it's actually been a pretty crazy um, onslaught of hit and run fatalities in in the bicycling communities. In, in Los Angeles, it's been pretty, it's pretty out of control, and you know, it's hard because the drivers see see you here as an obstacle, and mm -hmm. that you know they don't realize that you're traffic. Mm -hmm. They don't see you as traffic, and mm -hmm. um, it's it's hard to. So you got to keep yeah. your cool a lot here. Yeah, I mean, you know? I think it's you know, there's an accountability for sure on both Thank sides. You. I mean, as Thanks. a rider, as a driver, both of us need to appreciate you know, that there's other people on the road as well. And I've seen, you know, less than cordial behavior from cyclists as oh, well yeah. as drivers. Absolutely. I mean, the difference is, you know, a car is going to do a lot more damage than a bicycle. But the point is we both have to be accountable. And, you know, if we're going to be on the road together, we need to respect each other. And, you know, I mean, everyone can stand to remember that, you know, we have to share the road, cyclists as well as Drivers, I, one thing I see frequently uh, riding around San Francisco is just anger from drivers. Yeah, drivers that yeah. they yell, they yell at me for just being mm -hmm. on my bike in the bike lane, you know. And I'm following the rules and I'm signaling, which is more than I can say about them half the time. Well, and but I see uh, lots of, of irresponsible riding here. Oh too. yeah, lots of, of hot shots. Mm -hmm. um, you know, no helmets, riding off the curb onto the street, being super radical in it, like in a fashion that I can't get behind. No, and, I agree. And mm -hmm. I, it, it doesn't do any good for our community mm -hmm. and for them too. Absolutely, and like it just builds that kind of anger and animosity. And these days, everyone is fighting for their space. And okay, you're going to get where you're going three seconds faster. Fabulous, but um, you know. At we the cost of a life. Yeah, we all have to appreciate that and really, you know, be respectful. And yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to remember for sure. You know, I think there was two things. Like April, totally, I agree with that. And I think that, you know, I have at times called out other cyclists or people riding. You know, dude, really? You know, and most of the time I get the finger, fuck you, or whatever. But it's like I, you know, you have to pick your battles and make sure it's a safe person right. to really say something to first of all and in the car too because sometimes you just lose your shit you, you've been out on the on your bike all day you've had enough interactions where the next person you're just like fucking put your phone down yeah. you almost took me out mm -hmm. you know but i think that that's huge as cyclists holding cyclists accountable because you're leaving a driver angry for the next cyclist that comes along. Exactly. And that's the way I always think about it is if I left this driver pissed off for the next cyclist that comes along for them to take out, right. you know, take out their anger on and, Absolutely. you know, it's already a, an interesting relationship, but to LA's defense, and maybe we're going to get an onslaught of calls like no way. But to me, 
honestly, if I if you I found that you know I found a lot of cool drivers here though. Mm-hmm. I found a lot like today we oh, how today. many people let us blow stops today where they clearly they had the right away and we were stopping and kind of rolling through mm-hmm. our stop in there and they waved us through. Amazing, totally like the dude on New Hampshire yeah. and Fourth let us go like. That is an and ex- smiled, I think, and <laughs> smiled, rolled his window down. Well, thank you, thank you. But I, I find that that happens on almost ninety nine percent of the times I'm on my bike, and I'm on I'm on my bike every single day, yeah, yeah. except for during rush hour. Mm-hmm. That is rush hour. I totally call a rodeo because mm-hmm. rush hour in L.A. from about three thirty to six thirty, you have to get oh your fucking eyes on the road. <laughs> Because it's a rodeo out there, and everyone's, especially when it's really hot in the summer, people are just like, get me the hell to happy hour, (laughs) you know, or home, or to like, get me out of this traffic, pick up the kids from soccer, you know, yeah, (laughs) yeah, which is another reason why I know everybody who's listening rides a bike, but tell your people who don't ride to buy a bike, buy them a bike, buy them a shitty... Oh, you oh no, I've been oh, saying yeah, the F fun. word left and yeah. right. No problem. Buy them a used bike on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's cool is my friends that are riders or cycle or uh, drivers, just since, you know, I've been riding for the last, you know, commuter cycling for the last four years, they've just talking about it seeing me ride you know i'll show up at a party whatever on my bike you rode yeah you know you rode yeah dude you know i look cute and stuff but it's just like they now have a sense you know they've told me like i look out for cyclists now because you're out there right and like you know the friends they've met april people they've met that are my friends that you know it's not just like you know, maybe you've seen like an an asshole rider, and you're like, cyclists are stupid, or they're you know assholes, but not you know, it's just like anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're asshole cyclists. There's a jerk in every there's, facet. And of there's society. also oh, really like conscientious totally. riders that signal and stop yeah. at the stops. You know, like you know, there's it takes all kinds. Same for drivers. You know. And you're spreading that goodwill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean when you when you act on behalf of the entire community, yeah. and you communicate with drivers, and you are try to be patient if they do something stupid mm-hmm. and they apologize. Right. You know, yeah. I was in a car. I was in my car last year, uh, coming home at night. I didn't happen to be in my bike. I was in my car. Um, I was bringing other people with me, and I was coming home after dropping them off, and a couple cyclists, you know punk rock sort of messengery style folks love them uh i was at a stop and i was watching because it was late at night and there's a lot of drunk drivers out and i didn't pull out of the and they were they kicked my car and i pulled over on sunset yelling at him going dude i'm a cyclist it's like okay i was hesitating because it's sunset it's 2 30 in the morning and there's drunk drivers out why were you i wasn't in your way i didn't cut you off it's like i'm you know so you do meet that hostility at times, yeah. especially in yeah. large group party rides, mm-hmm. which I won't do anymore, right. you know, because eventually it descends into like someone beating up a car or whatever. But, um, but there are a lot of great group rides in the city oh, and definitely. a lot of very responsible people mm-hmm. that We're run. Start some group rides. Yeah. That are awesome. There's some great, great group rides mm-hmm. and great people that run rides and yeah, there's really so work and there's hard to keep that quotient up. down. You know, and in San Francisco, at least in um, there's a group in Fort Collins as well. There's like more and more female, like 
I hate to say bike gangs, but you know, they're groups <laughs> of women who get together, they enjoy each other's company and they go for rides, you know, and it's really, I think it's great because in that you're building that community of women who ride, who, you know, maybe it's a little easier to be like, Hey, you know what? I don't, I'm not sure how to change my flat. Right. Like, help me out. You know, right. something that basic or just like, hey, something weird is happening when I'm shifting. Like, that's you know, right. Like, and it's that right. kind of community that's like, it's fine. Like, there's a learning curve. It's okay to not know. And right. it's okay to ask. And I'll, we'll help you, you know, as much as we can. You know, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And social bike rides and all sorts of, I love you know. social. I love the Bicycle Kitchen does a night called the Bicycle Bitchin'. <laughs> and it's on Mondays. They, I think they're still doing it. They've done it for years. And that was exactly the sort of um, mindset around it was making a space for girls and women to um, have that conversation, learn bike, basic bike maintenance, mm -hmm. and then um, ride with other women who were experienced riders, you know? Yeah. And it's such a cool thing, you yeah. know, because we do have a sort of extra something that we have to deal with as females out there at night, especially, yeah. you know, knowing how to take care of our bikes, mm -hmm. carrying cab money, always carry cab money. You can leave your bike, you can replace your bike, right. you can't replace yourself. Absolutely. So always carry cab money and put a cab number in your phone because if you get a flat or something and you don't want to change it on a dark street, lock it up and cab it home. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and always carry a lock and, and God forbid, you know, you don't have your cell phone. Yeah. You can find a pay phone. Um, yeah. Supporters. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it is cool. Just being prepared. It's really just about being prepared and mm -hmm. every, any kind of ride is it depends on the kind of ride that you're yeah. doing but it's really about being prepared and and, and thinking about um, see riding a bike gets you to that zen place you're like in the here and now your your sense of observation is heightened and yeah. your, your preparedness and resourcefulness is all you know developed and you get manservants and it's like a muscle awesome <laughs> manservants by awesome the way manservants yeah, the and more you do it, the more you learn, the more you can share, which yeah. is what we're doing. And it's it's great to, you know, I, I enjoy riding with my girlfriends. It's you know, yeah. April and I went out to Ciclavia or uh, to uh, the Benefit recently, yeah. and you know, I have a couple other girlfriends I ride with, and it's just great. I love. I agree. I, and it also something that um, I think it was Emily Ramsey from the Bicycle Kitchen said is that when. Um, you know, other girls see her out there all kind of with her, you know, you know, go into a club or whatever on her bike. Mm -hmm. They see you doing that. And I noticed this with myself that they're looking at you going, I could do that. Definitely. You know, don't you ever notice yeah, yeah, that? Like sure. when you ride by girls and they look at you like, dude, I could totally do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I absolutely. had an experience with, with one of my friends recently who um, she, I thought she didn't. I was like, she'll never be the one who wants to ride a bike with me. And I won't say her name. She's not listening, but I don't want to gossip. But <laughs> she, um, she's totally rallied. Like two, three weeks in a row, she's calling me going, can, um, can we go for a Monday night Yay! bike ride again? And she comes over and she borrows a bike. Can we go for a bike ride? It's fabulous. It's amazing. It's so Yay! easy. It's, so, it's just great. It's great to, yeah, to see it's super somebody. super fun getting on a bike and having fun. And the thing is, you know what? Riding a bike, actually being on the bike, riding, it's fun. It's so <laughs> it's really fun. fun. You know, I'm sorry, but there's <laughs> nights where I've gone out and you're kind of like, I'm sorry, but like this night is a dud or the party right. was kind of a dud. And I never feel that way anymore. When I ride my bike, it's always, you're going right. to say something. No, it's, it's, this is the man servant again. Uh, I like to believe... <laughs> 
there's there's a friend of mine in uh, a rock band called Dengue Fever, and oh, we yeah, used to talk to him all the time. And Zach, he lived in San Francisco too, yeah. and we used to talk about like, you know, you get on your bike and you ride to a party, and the party was a dud. But sometimes the ride to the party and the ride back <laughs> so were the best part totally. of the party. Yeah, we always have that. It's true. It's absolutely true. So I mean. There's a reason why a ton of kids do it, you know? Kids? Okay. <laughs> like, hello. Well, it's like, I, I, it's like my f- most, like I know it's summer when I'm, you know, climbing up sunset towards the Echo and there's a full moon just oh, like hanging over nice. sunset and it's really warm and I'm heading to see a band at a club and, mm-hmm. you know, that's a cool ride once you hit it at a ride around Virgil or whatever because the lane, bike lane starts. Nice. And, and it's just like, man, it's fucking summer and I'm on my bike and I'm headed up to see you know you know airborne toxic event and I'm just psyched yeah. you know it's so fun and it's cool so yeah. yeah but I do think that having more I think that with us as women writing and as you know female entrepreneurs it is a good thing that we reach out because that was the one thing when we went around in the you know talking to women in the uh the task force was some of the women that don't ride all the time is they're scared. Yeah. yeah, And they don't have anyone to really show them. And honestly, this is a topic I want to talk about you guys and is the hostility sometimes you get from men and especially sometimes at bike shops to get a little bit of like, oh, yeah. you know, it was this, it reminds me of when I was really actively playing music and, you know, actively working musician for 10 years and some guy is going to try to tell me what bass strings I need. Yeah. Really, dude? Yeah. I've been playing for 10 years, okay? <laughs> Just give me what I need. But I think that that's also an issue too, is like, you yeah. know... Don't treat me like an idiot, mm-hmm. and I know a little bit. Right. I just need your knowledge and your expertise, and right. you know. I know I've had that experience too, and I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like if, you know, here I am, and I and I don't know how to fix this thing. Yeah. I'm curious, and I want to mm-hmm. know, and I'm asking, yeah. like, why would you shun me or okay. like disrespect me because I'm trying? I think I'm if a hot woman walks into a bike yeah. shop, they should put the wrench down, stand <laughs> up, and come over. <laughs> And talk, right? I mean, that's pretty and simple. Or at least, like, don't make some face and give me some attitude when I ask a valid question. Right. Like, hey, this is... I broke a spoke on my bike that's recently. That's right. And I'm like, hey, you know... Should I replace the wheel or right, should like, I replace the spoke? What do you think? Right. Right. You know, and I do. I get it. I was just... Uh, ran new brakes on uh, this bike I'm fixing up. And, uh, well, Dave helped me run the brakes. He did... He yay, guided yay. me through the process. I can't. Dave. Yeah, happy birthday, Dave. Um, and I tell you right now, I went to literally four bike shops, and I wouldn't purchase at two of them because of the fucking attitude I got. Yeah. And I was like, "Are you serious?" Mm-hmm. Good for you. It was Good really aggravating. Yeah. It was really, and I was yeah. bummed because I'm, you know, I, I could. But it's it's a constant theme. And honestly, I hate to say this, but at the more and I don't like the sort of, I, I like to support the indies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at places like performance and stuff, I, I hate that to say this, but you're seen more as a customer. Yeah. So the customer yeah. service is like, I don't, you know, I'm not dissing that shop. It's a great shop. I'm just saying that I want to support a grassroots indie small business. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and because there are reasons. Because at those grassroots indie shops, you know, you're more Maybe of a... Maybe if there's some female shop owners... Or maybe that would be ha- us someday. Ha- I know. Has is is there? I mean, are there any female? Yeah. I mean, there's ranchers at the in? co-ops. Women ranchers at the co-ops. There's um, yeah. And there's a 
uh, there's a girl that works at Orange 20 that I, I don't know her, but Amanda used to work there, and I would go in there a lot when she worked there. Uh-huh. Um, because, dude, that girl knows bicycles, yeah. you know? And Well, there's certainly a lot of women that work at shops as well. I mean, at least in San Francisco, I can speak to that. You know, you'll see. Don't, you don't see it as much oh, here, really. really. Yeah, well, I w- uh, Go ahead. Throw in your two do, do you ladies ever go to Bicycle Bitchin' over at the Bike Yeah, we kitchen? were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. that's did, a really great Do you thing. find that it segregates more, or that it, that it sort of... Uh, um, unites people more. I like to think that there, at some point, women like guys. I don't know if that's well. A, it's not. It's not. Thing, but, but feminism is not about not no, like, no, and not and that's, having that's not having men too. because great men right, right. are awesome and they contribute to the conversation and yes. they're allies. Yes. The bicycle bitchin' every when you've been locked out of culture to a certain degree and locked out of privilege, you need a space to gain the sense of your own movement and pow- and power. Do you, do you know what I mean? And yeah. begin a discourse like that so, to you to move into privileged spaces a- April comfortably. Itself, you feel comfortable exactly. You yourself. do, and I, that's yeah. where I think the bicycle bitching and um, is a good space for that because you know you're getting the language in a place that you're not being tr- patted on the hat, sexually objectified. You know what I mean? The many other pat, patted on the head. Oh, nice little. You know, you're treated in a way that helps you get the language and then you can walk into Orange 20 or another space but they're cool there but I'm just saying another space that isn't and have confidence with it and as a consumer be like if you're going to be a dick I'm not going to spend my money here well that's that's what it comes down to I mean it's regardless of, of if, if it is that thing but I, I like to think you're comfortable at places like that that's why you spend the money right you know what it, that's the discourse the, the conversation we're having is I just again I've had this this experience where well, no We've all had this experience. No, you're not comfortable. That's the point. Not and comfortable. I don't feel like you're even looking at me. Or listening to eye me. Eye contact so I can ask a question in your store when I'm coming in with my wallet right. to buy either just like I'm building a bike right now and I, I'm having a kind of a hard time finding a shop that I want Ditto. to love and want to feel good walking into and want to spend all this money at. Yep. So I've been buying stuff online, but Ditto. you know, it's like... It, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. And, and it is an issue. It really is an issue. And just... Well, I, I like to address the fact that we, we tried to have a, a, a women's night uh, over at the, the bike oven. And um, it, it's not that it wasn't attended. It's just that it, it was definitely... Maybe it hadn't picked up. Maybe it'll be different now. But uh, we like to believe that every, every day or every night is women's night. I mean, we had... But I women, think women doing it. Yeah, come on by. And I think the co-ops are a little different. I'm, I think I'm not adverse to new new people coming into the oven. In fact, I, I welcome it. Uh, the co-ops seem like most of the co-ops, they're made from people who've been in social justice work. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So they have the discourse. They've been involved. They understand. They People understand their privilege or their disenfranchisement. Do you know what I mean? The, the conversation has happened. So I think in co-ops, I personally feel more comfortable the women I know from the co-ops are fucking awesome and they've been absolute like you know idols like people that I, they've they got me on the bike you know what I mean and made me feel confident about riding seeing them out there riding you know so I think the co-ops I think that they're doing I think that they've started a great conversation with it and, and a space it's more the bike shops uh, he's cool. the cool thing about this I yeah go ahead it's, uh. like a, it's like a bicycle bitching but we get to listen like we actually can uh, you know, advocate? No, we can hear it on our computer. Like, 
the guys. Oh, right. Oh, but oh, I, I think that there's a lot of, and bringing, like pushing this issue more, because I'm going to push it. I think that you two and lots of other men I know are open to this conversation because you're, you're not threatened by it right, or for what you're securing yourselves, your people, and you, in turn, that. Manservant one and manservant two. <laughs> Very secure. You Very know what I'm secure. saying? So I think that, that we learned from you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not yet, man servant. No, one. you have to leave the thong on. So so uh, Nick and Chicken Leather here are both wearing thongs, matching thongs. You can put the and tutu on, though, itch. however. Oh, the tutu would be awesome. No, no, see, we talk about all these things that, that men objectify, get objectified. Ellen, we're totally by, objectifying but, but you. It's, Absolutely. It's funny because I, I think of like... Uh, how the industry sort of gears all these clothes or different things to, and it's like that's not really what it was. When I used to ride out with my my significant other, my girlfriend, she would just wear what she was going to wear to the exactly. event. Oh and yeah. I think a lot of it, bicycling transportation wise, is that uh, it's not like we're going on a fifty mile ride. In fact, right. just the opposite. It was something that I'd always think would be easy, and it wasn't about easy. It was about like having fun and how do you feel comfortable. Right. And usually spandex it gets it gets no oh, it feels weird yeah <laughs> it does i mean feel weird. that's just me no but that's why we've sort of like why jen's you know pedal panties and that's the, yeah, you know yeah it, you know we never really discuss but are they are they cotton are they polyester they're right there take a look i see them but yeah. we we didn't explain it on on the yeah radio. they're diff they're like a cotton okay. like a poly sort of lycra yeah, blend yeah nylon spandex uh-huh blend. um i feel them okay you touch them <laughs> I mean, it's a very thin. It's like a. Oh, it is. It's, it's almost like swim, it's swimming like trunks. It's based on like a tri short weight chamois. Okay. You know what that is. I think I might wear them in the tri short weight chamois. It sounds like something I should be polishing a car <laughs> up with or something. <laughs> well, but you're polishing something with it. Yeah. But oh, okay. I'm Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cushions for your curtains. So there is a label there. Cushion for your curtains? I can't take credit for that one. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Eva and Emiliana. <laughs> um, but. The, uh huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm wearing them right now that you can't really tell. You know, they're not enough cushion to make a big bulge. It's just right. It's just enough. So I want you a can big wear bulge. Is, is she and 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 our a <laughs> lovely person from San Francisco is wearing anchor pair of jeans socks for the bulge and a and a pedal power T-shirt and and the panties. Yeah, that's right. So it's it's and I'm I'm seeing what color they're like. <laughs> She They're really like wants color. to take these pants. No, off. she doesn't. And I'm she voting. Doesn't. No, no. For that. We're not gonna, I, I would like to see that's that. That's a whole different level. We'll There's leave that to DOT and their, their, <laughs> their, their things. Thank you, man. But, but uh, th these are something universal. Obviously, everybody wears wears underwear. Why can't they be wearing pedal pants? Why right? can't they? Why can't really they? Exactly. They're really comfortable. So and having said that, is there a, a, woman, uh, a man's version of the woman's uh, Number thing? one most common question that myself and my really? partner Mary get. Yes. Okay. When, when are you going to make them for a men? A guy Do version. Do you make them for men? Uh, currently, we don't. Um, so, the, and then, of course, the next question after that, boxers or briefs, right? I want to know. Boxers or briefs? Uh, yeah. Today? Uh, I've got... Does it vary? Oh, oh, yeah. well, from a <laughs> from a, a man's point of view, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I le letting it air or, or, you know, tight uh, Frankly, kind of how you have the package out there all the time, I, it's like, really? That's a lot of work. It yeah. is. It is. I'm but telling you. And we want to take credit for that. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to turn true. this I back like in. The boy, but, uh, little boy pants you show me yours, us. I'll show you mine. Mine are kind of uh, floral oh, design. Cool. 
There are there, there's actually pink and orange and purple flowers. That's a man though that could sport that. I, That's awesome. This this means I slept over at somebody's house and I had a I went through oh, the, uh, the thong image. <laughs> They're not thongs. They're. I, I, no. I, I'm not. But see, that's okay. that's that's the other thing. It's like I, I, my girlfriend used to wear my, her favorite pants were a pair of like, old, uh, boxer army shorts, and I realized it was because, they. It's not that they weren't made well, but they were made really well. I mean, yeah. these are the kind I, I'm sure that Ralph Nader wears. Like we we joke <laughs> about him wearing like socks and stuff like 50 times or 100 times or, you know, endlessly. <laughs> And I don't mean the same day, but no, after you launder them, they come back fine. And, and I realized they stood up to that. What? Okay. I'm going to get out of this conversation You're now. so funny. Thank but you yeah, it is. You. Thank you for your insight because it is definitely an issue for women. And I agree with you, April. I do a lot of my part buying on, I know. Yeah. online, you know, for that reason. Right. Yeah, yeah but I, I think, um, you know, maybe we another business plan we could yeah. own a Although I, do, I would like to add that I have, I have had very very positive experiences yes. with men at bike shops Absolutely. when I ask questions who answer me they look me in the eye they respect me they answer thoroughly yep. and they're you know absolutely stellar awesome you know so that, those, I've had that, that too that does exist you know it does but it, it, it is worth mentioning that the opposite exists and it's something you know to become aware of and you know hopefully Hopefully and when you have a good experience at a shop, to share with, with exactly, yeah. yeah, get on and you know somewhere some type of comment and and mm -hmm. put it on there. But I agree, I have too. I've had yeah. you know really good ones and good ones with you know mechanics and mm -hmm. giving me tips and being really cool and you know going in after I did something and I broke apart and throwing it on there for free. Right. You know for sure, definitely, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know. I, that, I mean, you know what? And just to add to that, like that makes me feel really awesome. Yeah. It makes me feel part of the community. It makes me feel. We oh, have a call. Caller. Caller? But there has to be something has Hello, to be turned call. up. Hi, this is Wendy Reed with I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you to hold on for just one second while we bring we're your bringing up the up monitor. Okay. So who's this again? Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes, we can. Excellent. Um, I'm Wendy Reed with Antelope Valley Conservancy. We throw an annual bicycle ride here called the Antelope Valley Ride. And we're Facebook friends with you, and we're invited to call in today. Maybe, Wendy, we, we're going to have you hold in just for one second because we all can't hear you. Or maybe Jen can repeat the question. She's from the Conservancy. See, I'm sorry, Wendy, you're, where are you from again? Antelope Valley Conservancy. Antelope Valley Conservancy. Cool. Awesome. And um, so I'm sorry to make you repeat yourself again. What? What was your question? Can you hear me? Oh, actually, now we can. Okay. Sorry about that. Please continue, Wendy. Thank you. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we can. We gotcha. Oh, well, great. <laughs> we gotcha. Technical difficulties, but we're good now. So from the Antelope Valley Conservancy. We host an annual bicycle ride called the Antelope Valley Ride. We are your Facebook friends, and we were invited to call in today. Oh, thank Yay! Thanks, Wendy. <laughs> tell, tell us about your ride. Tell us about the ride. Oh, the ride. The ride is uh, one week from today on May 7th, 
and we leave out of Quartz Hill, which is in the Lancaster Palmdale area. We include legal aqueduct riding because the aqueduct is not legal to ride. It's very scenic. Fabulous. And then we have three rides, 20, 30, and 60 milers, or cool. you can just ride on the aqueduct and back. Oh, nice. The 30 and 60 milers go through real beautiful countryside, a rural community. And because it's the Antelope Valley, we still do have a long ride without stops, which is very pleasurable for our riders. Definitely. So yeah. We're That's trying to get more riders. Fantastic. That's great. And we'll definitely broadcast that on all of our various social media. What's a, a website that people can go to to find out info? Thank you for asking. It's AV, as in Antelope Valley. So avconservancy.org. Uh-huh. And if you go to the events page, you'll see all the links. Got it. So is this something you guys organize frequently? Or are these big rides? Yes, this is actually our 16th annual year. Wow! It's a ride that we inherited from a group called Avtrek. Avtrek was the consolidation of the Antelope Valley Heritage Foundation and the 25-year-old Antelope Valley Trails Council. And Avtrek was very well respected in the community for a long time. They've been wonderful trails advocates. And this, along with the Earth Day cleanup that we do every year, we um, you know, committed to do annually uh, to carry on that Avtrek tradition. Fantastic. Sounds like you do great stuff, Wendy. Um, our primary mission is to preserve natural lands. And um, wow. we're not a government agency, so we don't have eminent domain or anything. We just buy land in order to preserve it, and we partner with entities in order to be able to do that. Awesome. Um, we <laughs> we're authorized by the Department of Fish and Game to hold mitigation, and so that's our main work. And we also um, have uh, grant uh, ac- uh, acquisitions uh, where we've purchased land with grants that came to us from, for example... U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and the Proposition 84 watershed grants that California voters approved a couple of years ago. So we have been the beneficiary of that. Um, It's only a few thousand dollars, but it's enabled us to be able to preserve some wonderful uh, new wetlands year-round resource for the Devil's Punch Bowl natural area. Nice, very nice. And how many many riders do you generally see at these rides? Well, this is the disappointment, and why I'm hoping that the Kill Radio listeners will come out out and ride with us, (laughs) because it's really a great ride, and we really do need the support. Uh Um, We don't even get 100 riders. We go to all this effort. We've got three different support stations and volunteers. Have you contacted, like, the L.A. Bicycle Coalition to uh, put it on their newsletter? Yes. Okay. Yes, we we are you know in touch with them since last year. Okay. Uh, at this event, uh, bless them. They they do great great work. Yeah. And um and they're really engaging the Antelope Valley now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the model of these things is for us all to work together. So how can we claim to be you know advocating for trails and for bicycle trails if we're not out there doing things like right. this right? Yeah. But if we don't get yeah. the riders back to support. Mm-hmm. our expense right. and, our, and right. our time commitment to putting yeah. on the ride because we're all right. volunteers. Yeah. Yeah, we're not absolutely. getting paid for this. So right. we really need the riders to come out and support yeah. us. I mean, and it's a, it sounds great. It's a very supported ride, it sounds like. There's other riders, so it's perfect for someone who's 
you know, maybe just getting into cycling. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to go out uh, on your own. You know, this is a perfect opportunity to get on the roads with, you know, a pretty big support system. 100 riders. It's not too shabby. I know that on it could an, be more. Like an aqueduct. You know yeah, what I mean? Like not a. Yeah. Well, that's our goal. You would think you would think that we could reach that, you know. And let me say also that we do have um, sponsorship support that we got this year um, from the Willow Springs Motorcycle Club. Okay. A lot of motorcycle riders actually cross-train on bicycle. We have some nice elevations uh, for the riders. You know, um, it may not be, you know, the killer year for the wildflowers or something, <laughs> but it's still amazing to see. I mean, just riding sky. in the aqueduct alone sounds okay. pretty cool to me. Yeah. You know, that sounds fabulous. It's awesome. And we've even got a totally, like, downhill return this year. We rerouted. Um, oh, the downhills. Even better. That's yeah, the whole reason to go uphill. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> well, thanks so much Thank for calling, so much. Wendy. That's next Thank Saturday. You. Next Saturday. Antelope Valley. Next Saturday. Antelope Valley May 7th. Ride. And it leaves out of Lancaster Palmdale. Awesome. Thank um, you. So, yeah. It's actually out of Quartz Hill, which oh. is in between Lancaster and Palmdale. Quartz okay. Hill. And we're real proud of our little town, Quartz Hill. So, awesome. Okay. Uh, and it's a beautiful park. It's called George Lane Park. George Lane Check Park. Check-in will open at 7 o'clock in the morning, but we really wish people would pre-register so that we have enough lunches and everybody, right. you know, everything in advance. Cool. Well, Great. we'll definitely mention it. Uh, we're going to wrap up here pretty soon, and we'll mention it with the other ride, the memorial ride that's going on tonight. We'll, we'll make sure and mention those again before we sign off. Right. Well, good luck with that ride. Thank and, you. Um, thank you so much for calling, Wendy. Maybe we'll oh, see you there. Oh, thank you guys so much. I love Kill Radio. Take Yay. care now. Thanks again. Bye-bye. All right, Wendy, nice. That was very Riding cool. in the aqueduct, that's like only something from movies. I might try to do that. I'm definitely going to broadcast that in my communities. Yeah. 30, 60, and 90, did she say? The mileage? Yeah, there Roots. was like a, and um, there's also a really cool bike trail, uh, the Bologna Creek bike trail. There's been a long time organization. Bologna Creek? Bologna Creek <laughs> to save the wetlands down in uh, Playa del Rey and I Marina del Rey. I did that right last weekend. Did you see the wildflowers? Amazing. Holy. Oh we've had an amazing, God. like, m you know, our tropical rain kind of winter. Oh, right. Dude, and this wetlands down in Playa del Rey, all of these sort of preserved lands. Incredible. And the bike lane cuts right through it all the way to the beach. Oh, that sounds amazing. Weren't the wildflowers last I, week? I, I, it was, I, there were so many different types of yellow flowers. I, I took tons of photographs. It was beautiful. Oh, it, beautiful, beautiful. And... We just don't get that in Southern California. It was yeah. amazing. So Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. A little bit of info. Sorry, we're getting a note from me. Oh, awesome. The manservant uh, one no. is giving us a note. He's passing notes. Passing notes at Kill Radio. I don't understand what to do, so I'm going to okay. pass it around. Let Let pass the note. April, passing notes. Detention. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. I think I might be on board. Um, so I'm on board. I just we don't know totally what to do appreciate with it. Kill Radio, and one of the um, supporters of Kill Radio is KPFK.org, and we're so psyched that they, you know, broadcast on KPFK.org and for the support. And 
wouldn't be here and without it. And this is such an important um, medium media to have is this really community Absolutely. based. And the people that have shows on this uh, station, they participate in the station. You can't just show up and do a show. You have to be part of it. And it's really great that KPFK.org has uh, supported Kill Radio. Uh, Absolutely. It's, I think it's that's amazing. Where the podcasts are too. Of course, if you're not listening to this now, you'll be listening to the podcast, so you will have already found it. But um, we'll investigate that, how to find the podcast information and provide it with you guys. No, it's yeah, awesome. and you can find it on kpfk.org, and there's archives of the show. One of my friends uh, emailed me today and was like, oh, I can't watch it, but or listen, but I'll definitely listen to the archives. Oh, so very nice. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. definitely. Thanks so Big much fans for of that. Radio. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and kpfk.org. So. so the two rides we need to mention, because I know, what's our time here? We're kind of wrapping up, Ten right? Minutes. We have about 10 minutes. We just want to pimp out this stuff, which is uh, Glenn called and told us about a memorial ride for uh, Herman Alexander Romero, um, the teenager soccer player from Chatsworth High that was hit by a hit and run. Yeah, he was hit, a 17-year-old hit and run, and they're going to have a ride tonight. Um, the Orange Line, the Reseda Station, leaving at 6 p.m., so go out and uh, celebrate this life that was lost. And the family, I guess, just really wants to, is, is really concerned about. Um, well, they don't, they want it, they want something good to come out of this tragedy. Yeah, uh, of course, yeah. And uh, it's a, a memorial ride, way to kind of show your support and, you know, support the family, support his friends, support riders everywhere, you know, yeah. and drawing awareness. And raise awareness. Exactly. It's huge. Yeah. Safety yeah. in numbers. So that's Definitely. 6 p.m. tonight. And, um, at the uh, Orange Line station, meet up at the Orange Line at 6 p.m., uh, Reseda and Oxnard for Herman Alexander Romero. Uh, good journey, and, and uh, we'll definitely remember you, Herman. Um, and then the second ride. Oh, sorry. Yeah, to the family. To the family, to the family absolutely. I'm really glad that they're turning it into something so cool. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. You know, channeling it that way which is awesome yeah. and then the second one wendy just called in from the antelope valley conservancy right right and this is their f did she say 15th or 16th 16th year awesome of their annual ride that is awesome i know Good for her it bet it's amazingly beautiful yeah. i think i might arrange a try facebook to... event for that oh cool i might try to arrange What's a facebook event and get a group together next, next saturday weekend. this is yeah. april yeah, May 7th. Arrange yeah, a ride to do that next weekend if nice. anybody wants to go. Pay take attention. your mom. Yeah, take your mom on the ride. Yeah, it's Mother's Free Day, Mother's right? Day. Like Mother's May Day 8th. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. So the, so the info there is uh, May 7th, and they're leaving. At, it's at the meetups in Quartz Hill, which is in the Antelope Valley. Um, between Lancaster. And between Lancaster <laughs> and Palmdale. And it's at the what? George Lane Park? Was that right? Um, yeah. The, they want people to pre-register so they have enough lunches, I believe she said. Yeah. So I think they'll be providing lunch. They want people to arrive at 7 a.m. and... Uh, for registration. For registration. But and you can Alicia go to, what is George it, AZ? Lane Park. It's right here. Um, you could check out the uh, more information on their website at AV for Antelope Valley, avconservancy.org for more information and for pre-registering. So, yeah, that one sounds like a good one. Well, definitely want to thank, um, first of all, thanks to KPFK.org and Kill Radio for having the first Chicks on Bikes. 
Yay, radio show. And especially thanks to April. Yay, April Yay, organized April. this and brought this all in. April from Anchor Girl. Oh, so nice. we really appreciate Thanks it. And Nick, yeah, thank pleasure. you so Thanks much. Thanks so much, Nick. Yeah, Thanks we totally Nick appreciate it. So us sit in the studio for Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's been a pure oh, joy. And for your total insight and your comments and for being our um, hot manservants for That's the right. day and our serving us our leader. beer. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, is there anything you need to do to sort of wrap up? Uh, or? Oh, Yay! Thank you it. so much. Thank you. I'm gay. 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 I'm g